Hey, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. If you're loving the podcast, we'd love to help you start, scale, or automate your tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to $1 million plus months, and would love to be able to help you too. So click the link in the show notes if you're interested in getting some support and joining an epic community of legends in the academy. We'd also appreciate if you're loving the podcast to leave a review. It helps us reach more people and help more tradies like you run successful businesses. All right, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Uh, really excited to be introducing you to Francis Allen or Frankie, aka Frankie, today. Uh, going to be hosting the squad or whatever we're going to call it. The squad. And, um, you know, this has been born from uh, a program that we run at the Electricians and Tradies Success Academy. And we've got a partner support group within there because we're, we're all about supporting family units. We're all about helping families grow sustainable and successful businesses without it destroying relationships and the things that we love to do. Amen. Yeah. And I'm going to share a story probably today and we can both probably share stories where we've, we've in the pursuit of growing the business and just being so alone and scared and not really knowing what to do, there's an element of shutting down and just focusing and trying to get on with the work. And as a result, when you let that happen for so many years, you can be left you know, with disconnections with family, with friends, with each other, each other, and with the things that you love to do and and uh, what you used to do. So for us, we're really passionate about helping people create freedom sooner uh, with less, and then help them scale up businesses so they can create absolute freedom without which, without losing that connection, without losing the connection, and also just having a support network that understands what you're going through. And we get it from all of our peak performer programs at the academy where they're talking around the impact of having not only business support but family support as well. And then for to get that feedback of what's going on within families and for us to be and you just being like, oh my God, this is exactly what we went through. Yeah, totally. And it's it's interesting when other people are coming to me with these these stories and the positions that they're in and I was like oh wow I totally remember being in that position but I didn't have anyone else to reach out to at that time and like so many people have said it's like this group is is the friends that that understand where you're at because it's not often that in your circle of friends that you have another family who are business owners who who know what what's going on whereas the academy is we we are that family yeah yeah, 100%. And so we wanted to design this podcast which enabled more people to get support, to support more families like you that are, might have a trade business, you might have a construction business or a services business, um, and you're just trying to get through and understand what's going on. And especially for the men as well, to hear it from your point of view and to feed back information coming from other partners. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be sharing any names, but we will share um, group like when we collectively put like these are the sort of situations like today. The top issues that come up. The top issues. And today we're going to be talking around communication and how do we really maximise the level of communication at home so that we're all on the same page because even when we're scaling response electricians, you know, our first electrical contracting business, that was, you know, a lot of broken communication. I had a certain <laughs> vision. Frankie didn't fully understand where we were going 
Well, she saw that I was never at home um, and so many other things. So I'm really excited to be opening yeah. up about let, let, all of that. Let's pull that back out. <laughs> let's pull back out. Um, appreciate where we are. And, and also we're really grateful for you listening, ch- tuning in with us um, and hearing our stories that we have to give. And hopefully the now we've coached, we've got you know nearly a thousand active clients that we're coaching and thousands that have been through our programs you know, we, we really see the commonalities. Uh, we can reflect on those. We can think about well, what are the tools, what are the resources, what are the expertise that we can share. What's going to help people to yeah. bring that communication and connection back in? Yep. And sometimes it's just a matter of like, oh, I thought I was the only one. It's to yeah. let you know that you're not the only one. It's pretty much everyone goes through the same sort of things on different levels. And and also that insight from the, the other partner's point of view, like, Life is so rushy and especially through like so business like life is hectic as it is and then business is can be all consuming. Plus throw in a couple of kids or whatever else is going, that that time to connect. And when you live so closely with someone, like I don't know, I'm brushing my teeth, you're in the shower. I'm thinking something and then I go out the day and it's like I told you already. You thought you told I me. Told, I thought I told you. Yeah. And, and it's the same. You're like, I said that. It's like, I promise you, you didn't say that. Yeah. And, and you're so sure you did. But it's, it's things like that, that that is that lack of communication. So yeah. like the things that we did and didn't do to get to the point where we are now together. Mm. Like we've just had our ninth wedding anniversary. And it is like people say, <clears throat> excuse me, people I said congratulations, and for the first time ever, like before that, I was thinking congratulations, like what we just continued being married. But it was like the first year that I was like, yes, it's it's been work. It's mm. been really at times really hard work for us to stay married. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like on the other side of business, is going well. It's like thank God we stayed together. Yeah. Because I remember you because for so long you, you like. We weren't there, like you weren't there. I'm sure I wasn't sort of there in your life. Like neither of us were particularly present. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think also we reflected, we went out to lunch yesterday and we were reflecting for our wedding anniversary and reflecting on, well, let's go through each year since we are married. And we started back at the start and we just went through year by year and um, it just helped us to realise, especially when we're talking around some of the things we're going through, it was like we could name names of people in the academy we were talking to at the same level of business, at the same, at the same point. The point in life yeah. that we're at. Yeah. And so it was even funny because, like, Greg's like, let's concentrate on the positives. But it was so funny because <laughs> each time it was like the negatives and the negatives, like that year this happened, that year this happened. Yeah. That. And then I was thinking about it, I'm like, why, why do these negative things stick in our heads and not, the positive happy times, which is what you're aiming for all the time. And I was thinking it's probably because that's where you learn your lessons and it's those hard things that, you know, like evolutionarily, like as people, it's like this is what we need to remember and this is what we need to learn so we don't repeat those hard times again. And that that is what we want to share with you, Yeah, our lessons. <laughs> yeah, and I think we were thinking about like what makes a good friend as well, being, you know, new to a new area of move to Byron Bay. Um, two years ago and just trying to understand like what makes a good friend and what makes a surface level friend or a new friend and all that sort of stuff and I really feel it's the friends that have gone through growth periods with you 
are the ones that you have really strong connections, connections with. with. Yeah, and history with. And history with. And they've seen you go from one version of yourself to, to another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more of those you go through, the, the stronger that bond and, is. And it's even sharing like the good times and the bad times together. And, and they see you, <coughs> excuse me, they see you in, in both, both times. And yeah, like you said, watching that growth. Yeah. And um, I think that's why we reflect back and we look at those those times and see those those growth periods in yeah. our relationships. And every time we, we mentioned them, we at the very end, we reflected back and we were just like, those are the times we grew. You know, those are the times where we, it was hard. And yeah. like what I want to talk around today, especially when we come into communication, is the challenge of communicating sometimes, overcoming that, and actually communicating properly is what then enables growth. Mm-hmm. It enables us as a partnership, us as a family to grow. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I was trying to think around this topic for today's session around communication, and it's, I really feel like what I love so much about you is that you were a no filter to me. And as hard as that was, to hear a lot of the time. Yeah. The, to hear, like I'll go and I'll talk to people at work and they'll be like, yeah, that's such a good idea. And then I'll talk to my friends and they're like, oh, great idea. And I'll come to you finally and say, hey, I've got this idea all pumped up, so excited. And you're like, no, nah, that's not a good idea. And I'll yeah. be like, why? Oh, man, you're so Everyone annoying. Everyone else supports me but you. <laughs> <laughs> you're so annoying. And I'll go away and I'll think about it. I was like, all right, so if you think it's not a good idea, why is it not a good idea? But then even like because what <clears throat> you were coming up with and like whatever idea it was, it was like, hey, that's great. But how does that fit in our family and like with me and with our kids and all that sort of stuff? And it's it's like that was that would be a great idea if it was just you alone. But because like as a mum, as your wife, as trying to like pull you back into the family, and I felt like I was doing that for years, mm. is pulling pulling you back into the family because you you just had this vision of like this is what I'm doing. I'm running this business, da, 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 da. and it's. And the reason was to be with your family, but you spent so much time building it and it felt like away from the family, even if that was you were home, but like we could tell you weren't there because I'm talking to you and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but, but it's not actually happening. Yeah, I want to talk on that. So like I'm sure throughout this podcast, we're going to be, we're going to be identifying yeah. moments that I'd love to check in and speak on behalf of the husband mm-hmm. or the partner, the, the business <clears throat> owner, if it's a male. And uh, Frankie's going to speak on behalf of the, the partner or the person at home. Or what it feels the like family to, be, to be, yeah, yeah. Um, the mum, the wife. Yeah, so that situation there is the inability, and we teach this in the academy, but the if you haven't shut off your day, if you haven't closed off and brain dumped all of those many things you're thinking about into some form of task management system where you actually can log out everything that you have to do so you can trust tomorrow when you come back to work or you check back in. It might even be after you've done, you got home, had dinner, caught up with your partner. If you've got kids, put the kids to bed, dinner and bath and whatever. (coughs) And then you have to go back to work. That's fine. But you need a system that's going to be able to allow you to shut off and then return on again in after that's all happened because without that 
you're trying to remember all the things you do. And so if you've got a husband or if you're if you're the guy or the tradie or the business owner that is so switched like into that I can't stop thinking about work even when I'm home, you might find by even on a piece of paper, it could be as simple as that. We teach, you know, how to automate this process and digitalize it in the academy. But if you're just looking to get everything out onto a piece of paper at least at before you walk in the door or in your in your diary or in your journal or whatever, then go inside and know that you can come back and open that up and there's all your thoughts. You don't have to keep thinking about it. It's like it's like it's like you're holding on to them the whole time, like a helium balloon. Like if I let go of any of these thoughts, then yeah, my then they're whole, gone. Yeah, and I'm going to be it, so stressed. And I and it's I like, don't know where to find myself yeah, to pick up again. I'm going to let people. Go, yeah. I'm going to let people down. Yeah. I'm not going to call that person I need to call. I'm going to forget to send that email. Oh, if I if I don't stop thinking about it, I'm going to just forget. like tie the balloon to the chair. Yeah. And then come out and do the family thing. Yeah. And then come back up and pick the balloon. But I remember like the when the balloon analogy. That balloon analogy. I, I know Kurt loves the balloon analogy. <laughs> um. But even like I remember when you worked from home, yeah. you know, like in, in the early days and it was just like and it wasn't enough time or space for you to finish work and come out into like the lounge room and help with dinner or something. Yeah. But then and even when you moved to an office which was like five minutes away, so you could still be close to home, even that drive wasn't long, wasn't enough. long enough. But then when you moved down like further down the coast, that drive, like I remember you saying that drive was so much better. So you could just unwind a little, yeah, and then come home. And it's like I think of it like a like a snowball effect. Like you're at the top of the mountain and you're thinking, 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 work, work, work. Yeah. And it's so hard. Like if someone just goes, "Oh, come through this door," you're still thinking. Yeah. But it's like if you just stop the snowball earlier, yeah. then it's not as big, and you're not still blah 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 yeah, blah yeah. blah. Yeah, and I think. Because like, as a as a wife, I want to tell you about my day, and it's like especially those early days, and it's like you know young kids at home. It's like I want to tell you like super boring things, like you know someone pooped their pants, and I forgot my you know FPOS card at the shops or something, and I lost my keys. But you're like the first adult that I've spoken to all day, and I want to tell you about my day as well. Yeah. And so when we're both like blah 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 blah, and you're blah 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 blah. Then it's like you're not listening to me and I'm not listening to you. And again, lack of communication. Yeah. Good I remember communication. I remember that so clearly because I used to come in I used to come in the door and you'd be and I would have done so much in the day, which was exciting. And yeah. I'd come in and I'd be like Oh, today I did this, I did that, <laughs> and we're doing this and we're just, so great, and we're growing, it's so exciting, this and that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, get excited with me because our business is growing. Things are happening. That means more time. I'll be able to come home more. I'll be able to help out more. I'm going to be able to be more <laughs> time free. Yeah. And in, in your mind, you're like, fuck you. You've got all yeah. this time to be out with adults and have human conversations. And while chase I'm your dreams and, and chase your dreams and do all these like things. And not only that, but like daily productive things. Like I feel like society expects you to like tick all the boxes in the day. But when you, you know, stay at home mom, like, Adore my children like it's a given, yeah. but as a as a like productive thing, like growing kids happens over a long time. So when you're coming home, you're like this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. There was times that I was like, well, I'm just feeling a little bit resentful because like, well, what did I do today? I didn't even finish loading the dishwasher. Yeah, you know, because I'm chasing my tail all day with kids at home or whatever. But but yeah, I remember that, and it's 
and I want to be happy for you, but I'm also like, mm, good for you, because I didn't know your, and again, lack of communication, I didn't know your your vision for what you were trying to do with the business. All it felt like was you're running this business and that's your dream, but you spend so much time out of the house, not with your family, not helping me, yeah. that it was just like, cool, dude, go, yeah. go back out and stay away from us. Like it seems, it was a lot of the time, it seemed like you were running away from us because yeah. you were so busy doing the business. Yeah, and I, and I think the drive, I had so much drive to create this life of time freedom Mm -hmm. so that I could be there with you and our kids and have the choice to come to the school when I needed to come to school, have the choice to drop the kids at school, have the choice to, you know, take days off when when you're feeling stressed. Like I wanted to be in that position to be able to do that for you and that's why I started business so young. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Like in my mind, I've just, I've been racing from a very early age. Like I started responsible electricians at 22. Mm. I started property investing when I was 19. I really wanted freedom, not for the money. Yeah. It's never been about the money. And that's why, you know, I decided to stop, you know. Growing response. Well, growing, like putting everything into response because I could have taken response to a whole new level. Yeah. But I saw an opportunity to give back to people that might be struggling like we did. Yeah. During that period. Which was I guess so there's so many. Stressful. I feel like there's like we dodge so not even we dodge so many bullets. Like there was just so like there was two epic periods that we were like our relationship did not look like. And we didn't like each other. No, much. at all, really. <laughs> but then getting getting past that, like yeah, like I said, you know, people say congratulations, you've been married nine nine years, and it's like yeah. yeah, we we were really close to not surviving us, and then. On the other side of business, it's like I remember why I married you because for a long time I'd forgotten. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that, that vision for that freedom, that vision for the, the ability for us to not be stressed about the next tax bill, that vision to not be stressed about paying staff every week, that vision to be able to buy uh, a nice family home and not be worrying about where we're going to get the money be able to buy healthy food, organic food, like food that's going to help us live well, healthier life and grow. But see, like I didn't, I didn't understand that. I, <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Like I didn't even, I was so in the moment of mm. this day is hard or that day is what is happening each day and even like us for a lack of communication then, like you're trying to create this thing and I'm like, oh, why are you doing this? Like mm. I, I just need your help today or I just need you here today. But then being on the other side of that, like I look back, I was like, shit, if I had known this is what it is, I could have been more supportive. I'm not going to say that it would have been any easier for me. Um, But I think had I known what it was like on this side, I, I could have supported you more. But I didn't know what you were doing. I, well, that's I was, that's yeah. the exact thing and the exact reason why we wanted to create the academy and you come up with the idea to let's support partners too because the partners don't know. Yeah. I mean it like the business owners don't know. They don't have any support. Let's support the business owners. But then it's even gone from like this is how you run an electrical company to like this is how you try and live your life amongst running an electrical company. Yeah. And then it's like and this is – you know, yes, that that's like the 
the business owner is trying to do that and life and business and the blur between that. But it's like next to that is also partners and families trying to live in this. Like for years, I've never worked in response. Like I, I have never worked in response, but I have always lived in response. Yeah. Like tradies rocking up to my house. I've just finished night shift. I'm in my pajamas and there's a team meeting like at my breakfast table and I'm eating my toast or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's so huge. It's it's a massive, it was a huge part of our life. It mm. was it was our life for was so life? long. Yeah. Your business, but our life. Yeah, and it impacted you and the kids and everything during that and building that up. Yeah. And there was just so much confusion and just to give people an understanding of like Response Now has 20 staff just in Perth. We have a management team that manages Response. Um, we now live in Byron Bay. We've got a fantastic team. Um, we have uh, launched the Academy five years ago or just over five years ago to support people in trade businesses. Um, is originally it was the Electrician Success Academy. We're just about to launch Tradies Success Academy because we want to help more trade Family. families. And just a bit of my backstory, I'd love to dive in a bit of your backstory as well. I went to an all-boys school and when I went to high school, you were pretty much expected to go to university. The, the, the thing they used to say was, if you don't get into uni, that's okay, you can become a tradie. Like, like, like it's a second option. job, right? Yeah. But um, I grew up with my brother um, going down and seeing him in Margaret River every school holidays and he was a plumber, really talented guy and he, he built mum and dad's dream home but by himself. He poured every mud brick. He made the bricks and built this house. And as a teenager, seeing this man be so skilled at everything and create a, and home. Create a whole, whole house, mum and dad who I care about so much, his house, I was like, no, I want to be a, I want to be a, a tradesman too. Um, and I think it was my brother-in-law and some other people were just like, electrician is a great trade. You should be an electrician. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an electrician. I ended up scoring a job at ABB Transformers, which they make all the big high-voltage transformers as a trades, um, just a labourer effectively. Um, and I saw that the electricians were, you know, just driving the nice cars and they were in the <laughs> office in the air conditioning. I was like, oh, that's sweet. I want to be an electrician. So I signed up to that and that was my now going to be my vehicle for, for freedom. Um, and I started the pursuit to, like I was talking to my boss, I still remember it, my, in the, as a first-year apprentice, now I'm going to have my own business, I'm going to start it, I'm going to grow it. It's, it's going to be, you know, this is what I'm going to do. He's like, yeah, well, you can do that and blah, 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 whatever. Maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just constantly try to get support, try to get support and, you know, it was really hard to to – to get that support and just found like as a as an apprentice as a tradie um and then starting my own business and just finding the competitors didn't want to speak to you at the wholesaler they were everyone was quite shut off um when it comes to sharing like tips that are actually going to help you in business they people were so they're like no you're my competition yeah yeah and people were friendly don't get me wrong like people still were hey how's it going and how's business and yeah but they wouldn't give you the stuff that actually mattered, like how to make profit, how to know if you're making profit, how to know how to lay out your, your cash into different accounts and making sure that you've got a great pricing structure and making sure you understand your profit and loss statement and balance sheet. And what does that all mean? The nitty gritty. Oh, it's all that stuff. And, you know, I just had to learn by mistake and out of stress responses after stress response after stress response when yeah. 
the result happened when you didn't do something. And that's when I just fell back into, oh my God, everything's crumbling. I'm going to fix it. And that impacted you. And then I yeah. went into these huge 18 hour work days again. And I think I'd be sweet. And then we're it like, wasn't. We were living on a, a stress response because oh, it was mistake after mistake after yeah. mistake, trial and error, and yeah. so many errors. Yeah. And hence, by the time we got response to a point, you know, I wanted to give back to the industry. I sat on the National Board of Directors for Master Electricians Australia for a couple of years and just saw how many people needed that support, needed education, needed people to show them and be actually vulnerable and say, fuck it, you know what? It's not easy, but here's what you do to to make it a lot easier. And we're getting, you know, I think the average growth per year for an electrical contracting business is like 4% per annum growth. We've got guys in the academy going from like $24,000 a month to $140,000 a month in eight months. Get more than 4%. It's just, and we've got these, that's just one example of so many. And we've got, the reason they can do that is because they build the systems, they build, they, they know how to get new clients and quality clients, they know how to do those things. Um, and I think when the family realizes, when the partner realizes the level of support people can get, mm. um, then, and when they do have a good support network, then they start to understand maybe what I felt, which was, I'm doing this to create a better future for us. And I know that at the time I didn't realize all I saw was you kicking back at me because I was working. But in my heart. All the time. Working all the time. All the time. But in my heart I was working towards this future where we had flexibility. Yeah. And I could be there for my kids when I felt it was mattered most. Yeah. Like sports carnival last week. Like sports carnival was this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, (laughs) But sports carnivals and... One of the biggest things that really drove me home with this is I used to go have like um, saunas at the local leisure center and, and I'd go in at like nine o'clock because by then I had management, I was able to go in and sit with people. And at nine o'clock on a mid, in, the, in the middle of the week, it was just all retired guys right? yeah, and, girls, yeah, and women. Yeah. So um, I would sit in the sauna and there's often opportunities and I was just in there asking questions. I was like, you loved that place. Oh, I loved it because it was just, <laughs> I would always go deep yeah. into deep conversation. That's the with sauna, these. right? Like everyone's like. Everyone just opens up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Releases the. Vasodilation. You're, well, you're sitting there in your speedos <laughs> yeah. with these old guys. Dripping wet. <laughs> dripping wet. And it's just like, well, how more? How much more vulnerable can I how get? How close just, can we get? <laughs> let's just talk deep. Yeah, let's go straight into how deep. So my my thing that I used to think is how deep into conversation can I get with yeah. someone? Yeah, before it gets weird. No, before you couldn't, <laughs> before you had to get out because it's too hot. <laughs> so I would like, challenge myself to get in with these random people. Yeah. Just be like, hey, what, what do you do? Like, oh, so you retired? Hey, um, just let me know because I've just had I've got some kids. And I'd always a say. Yeah, and I'd say if you could change one thing about you know in, as your fatherhood, what would it be? And I said, ninety percent of the time. These guys would say, I wish I was there more when the kids were between four, like young up to like 12, like zero to 12. Most I wish I was there more. Yeah. Because, and they all explained it. Well, lots of them actually had scientific reasons behind it, but it's mm. like what happens is when, well, I think it was five for the dads because it was yeah, like yeah, the first that. five years is for where the, yeah, the kid is all about mum. Like, yeah. Mom I just want mama, 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 and that's yeah. why you get so stressed. Is because they don't, they don't want to come to the <laughs> go to dad. Support. We don't want dad. <laughs> yeah. 
And then after from five to twelve, the kids actually moved gravitate yeah. more towards dad. Yeah. And then So she's looking for that role model. Looking for the role model. Yeah. And I think especially boys. Yeah. And then you if your dad's available to them. And then after that, the the kids become teenagers and they go off to school and they don't want to hang out with them. And the then parents. their peers become their the peers become the role their, models. Yep. Yeah. And then, um and then after that they're adults. So if you haven't made that connection between zero and twelve with the kids, then they're off with the teenagers being influenced by them. Which is a vital time to still be family and home it's and the time to yeah. to make the most of it. And that's where I'm like, I have to do everything I can. And so in my heart, I'm like I have to go full throttle right now because if I don't, mm. I'm going to be that dad that's not there all the time. Yeah. And it might be a couple of years of me going hard right now. But once I get over this, then we're going to see what we have today. Yeah. You know, I'm fully available. I take kids to school every single day. Yeah. Like, I'm and, and flexible. And, and flexible. flexible. If and I want to do something, something else is happening, yeah. it's, it, hey, babe, can you just come home a bit earlier? Yep, no problem. We design... We design our schedule yeah. to suit our lifestyle. Yeah, totally. And we've also, you know. Holidays, like, oh, quick, New Zealand borders are open. Let's go. Let's go now. Like, just drop everything and, now they're, and let's and go. And now they're locked down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, lucky we went. And you were like, as soon as they open, let's go see Nana. Yeah. And so those are the opportunities we have as a result of that hard work. Yeah. But returning back to why you might have felt like you did, <clears throat> like I know – Frankie here was a finalist of WA uh, Young Person of the Year, and uh, she she started her charity um, back when I started Response. So I'd love for you to talk about your charity, your passion with that extremely driven woman, um, very 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 talented, and then to then to have kids and then to not be able to continue to do that, seeing me move forward and you stop what you were doing yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So let's talk on that because that might be something that a lot of people are actually going through. I guess, and I guess, like, you know, I'm still trying to sieve it out a bit. Um, but, like, I was always, you know, like, women can do what men can do. You know, like, I've got to have a career and da 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 and, like, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And then when we met, like, I loved you. Well, I liked you. Well, I didn't like you so much at the beginning. But after you we got, I, mean, oh, I didn't like you at all. But I'm just talking to you and just how passionate you were about and it's like about whatever you're talking about. It was just like I felt like you and I mirrored that passion. Like I'm super passionate about things. Mm. I think like if you're not passionate about anything, then why do anything? So the fact that you were super passionate about you what you were doing and I was super passionate about what I was doing, um, was why you know we got along so well and I was attracted to you and then you know moving as like single people like in a relationship but you know doing our own very thing independent. very independent like yeah. we never actually worked as a team yeah. until we realized post you know after having a couple of kids like holy crap we're actually really bad at working as a team because it's always you do your thing I do my thing yeah. and we just work beside each other but then when, like, I was pregnant and I became a mum, it was, I just went through this thing of, I, I, I really want to stay with my babies. I adore my babies. Like, I, I just, I didn't realise how much I wanted to be with them all the time. 
And but then I still had this thing in my head like, no, push harder, push harder, follow your passions. Blah, 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 blah. And previous to that, I'd um, gone to India for a few months and spent some time there. Absolutely loved India. Um, and started to work with a few communities and we opened a women's empowerment project, a school and a community in India. And for years I was working with this community and really pushing that. And then when I had kids, it was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to India this year because I want to stay home with my babies. I was nursing at the time. Um, I was working to, uh, towards a clinical nurse position, which is sort of like a more senior position, um, in my job. But yeah, as soon as I had kids, I wanted to stay home, but I also just struggled with this. I want to push forward. And then because you and I had worked so passionately alongside each other, and then I'd sort of like gone off, you know, like, oh, yep, best friends doing this thing. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just sit here and be so in love with our kids, but then also see you continuing. Then it was sort of like, oh, I just feel so torn because mm. I – I want to be that, but I also want to be here. And it was just really difficult. And because you, I guess, went into this whole, you know, and now I have to support you guys and just this really strong masculine, like support and protect mode, that it was just such a a strange, like change. It was such a, it's a, such a change in our relationship to be going, you know, side by side and then boom, family. Yeah. And both of us, our roles changed a lot. But your career progressed and mine didn't, which was a choice of mine because, you know, like I could have put the kids in care and gone off, but I just had this huge hearted pull to be with them. And I really wanted to practice like this conscious parenting. And that was like, takes so much effort, um, but was super important (laughs) to me. And then, and then we could do that together. And, and then just the whole like motherhood in itself is a whole new kettle of fish and just all the feelings emotions and and the different the different that it's like i go to work and i do my job and i come home and i just cruise and do nothing to like just the lack of sleep every night Mm. um just the change the change of pace change of routine the loneliness that you know i missed you you were gone all the time and it and it's we couldn't connect on those things that we used to connect on anymore we used to be passionate about the same things but you were doing it, and I was like, I, I can't connect with that anymore. And you come home, oh, I did this and this and this. And I'm like, cool, babe, that's cool, because my life is this now. Like, yeah. we were just doing such separate things. And now that, like, our eldest is seven and our youngest is four, I, I feel like, we, you know, we've got more time to spend together. Yeah. Um, and, and not only that, but you're available. And thanks to the position that we're in, I'm available, and we're just best friends again. We're just like, don't yeah. get me wrong, we fight often, sometimes. <laughs> but it's just to to come back together, and you know, and, and be friends again. Yeah. And you know, like I said, just to the fact that we made it, and thank God we did, because it's there's rainbows on the other side. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I still remember really clearly that first year of having a baby and trying to figure out what it meant to be a dad, Mm. not only a good dad, but just a dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you were saying, like we were very independent, single before kids. 
or together married, but yeah. like independently working towards our visions. We both had two separate mm -hmm. visions, which were different visions. Yours was a philanthropic one, mine yeah. was a building businesses one. Um, and we saw interplay there as well, like how we could support each one. But there was two very different but very driven people. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you were looking after our kids and I kept driving forward mm -hmm. and you felt like you were falling behind. Yeah. And I not, didn't want... not only falling behind <laughs> in like career, but falling behind like I I I can't relate to you anymore because yeah. we, we don't have the same things to talk about. We're we're on different paths and you're so busy yeah. that like I I can't meet you anywhere. I can't even contribute to what you're talking about because that is not my world anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think um, with the with that though, like as I was trying to figure out how to be a dad and you're trying to figure out how to be a mum, yeah. you're like, oh, we're going to have to work together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, remember? Yeah, even like we, when oh, you're like. we have to like help each other yeah. achieve this. Do you remember thing. when I was like so strict on schedule? It's like, Greg, we need a strict schedule, we need a routine because I felt like that schedule was like our non-verbal communication. Like yeah. you take responsibility for this and I'll take responsibility for that. Yeah. And we're like, you go gym, I go gym. That was an we absolute go this, da, 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 fucking da, da, game changer. But for so long you were like, oh, I just want to be spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, we can't do spontaneity yeah, anymore. It was such a game changer, but it was also very traumatic for me because <laughs> because because I was You had to be a team. I, and you were not, a swimmer. Not like, only that, I had to finish on time. On time every day. And Kirk's probably laughing his guts up right now because Gotta go. Kirk's our was our ops manager at response, is now uh, one of the great, fantastic coaches at the academy. But um he always laughs when we're launching into the initial incubator program, which is a three-month coaching program. Um, and we launch into it, and I tell this story. I was like, I've got to be on – I've got to be – he's like, we'll be mid-sentence. Oh, sorry, man, I've got to go. And I'll just, like, drop everything and just get in the car and go. Good. But I was like – and I'd be – it was such a stressful drive home. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a minute late. Because so, I was watching that clock. Yeah, like four. And if I was three minutes oh, late, oh, my one. God, I heard about it. Because but you do, would idle but, in the driveway. But what I'd like, what I'd like to say though, mm -hmm. is that, and I talk about it with the guys in peak performers, is that regimency, that restriction of time, the start time, the finish routine, time. Yeah. But not only that, but like creating that, I've got to get my work done in this time period. I tell you what, I was not procrastinating a single second. <laughs> in my work day I was you like you fought that so hard but it still was so I still years. have traumatic triggers from good it I'm glad when I'm late to something but anyway <laughs> so the I think um coming back to the communication piece <coughs> like and receiving those and having the occasional fight you know mm. an argument or disagreement or being open as couples and that's what we do so well is when there's something wrong, you are very good at telling me when it's when it's when you're not in liking something. I think I flag things early. You're very good at it. Yeah. You're very good at telling me what you don't like am about I, me or what I? I'm doing. And <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm working on saying stuff when I feel it. But yeah. me I was the I was the sort and I'm I'm sure plenty of men and partners of men out there can relate to the guy just going like, 
nah, it's all good. I'll get it sorted. But then it's not all good. And then they stress out. And then they built up, built up, built up. up. And I had such a screen for so long. Like it was fine when we were independent. We didn't have responsibilities like kids. But as soon as we had responsibilities of kids and the pressure was so great from you um, and I didn't want to let you down, I genuinely don't ever want to let you down. Like Mm. I love you so much. I don't want to ever let you down. So when I see you struggling and then the last thing I want to say is that I'm struggling too. Like for some reason, like it's weird. Like, well, you're the guy. Like you're. Yeah, you know. but also I don't. I see how much <coughs> you're struggling. You're mm. telling me all about it. I don't want to then tell you that I'm struggling because that means it's going to be even more for you. But I feel. Well, I felt like you weren't telling me anything. Like you're like because okay, did, okay, it, you're struggling. Okay, yeah, but it seemed like you couldn't take a single more. It's like that Monty Python episode where it's like, it just have a mint, but just have just, a mint, and then he. <laughs> Has the mint and it explodes. But I wasn't even telling you to like. I wasn't expecting you to help me. I think that's that whole man thing. Like, yeah. I just want to tell you my problems. Like, yeah. oh my god, I had a terrible day. It's so shit. This is hard and this is hard. But I just want to tell you that. Yeah. I don't expect you to be like, oh, I'm gonna fix it. And I guess that's that like man want to fix, fix things. I don't. I don't want. I don't expect you to fix things. Like, they didn't sleep all night or you know whatever. Like, I don't expect you to fix it and I don't expect you to have a magic wand for the next night. I just want to tell you about it. But it's like, I don't know, at that time you are like, not even like, don't want to know, but just like, I don't know, you could see that you, you weren't, I, I could see you were struggling. You didn't say anything and you don't, but I, like, as your partner, I can see it and I can see that as you are looking at me and I, you, your eyes might be looking at me, but I can tell that you are not listening yeah. because it's something else. And then even when it's that whole thing, look at me, look at me, mm-hmm. and repeat what I just said. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you said, and it's like, yeah, yeah no but that shit. was back circling back to what we talked about earlier. Yeah, I hadn't really defined that process or fallen off that process. Yeah, whatever level that state or period was in our relationship. I mean, because it's also hard to, like, when you got young kids, you can't even finish an argument. You're like, oh, I want to have a constructive argument about yeah. something. And then it's like, mum, 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 you know, yeah, and you're yeah. just sort of like, oh, just let yeah. us finish. And then even when I'm trying to tell you something, you're like, yes, you do. nice colouring. Yeah, you do yeah. have to find the right time and the right place yeah. to have. And it's awful because, like, thankfully it's not anymore. But it felt like any time we got some time alone, it's like, let's finish that argument. Which it wasn't because, like, Everything was wrong, but it's like we both had feelings. We hadn't expressed that. Yeah, we both had feelings about something and we wanted to sort of like rumble it out a little bit and then come to a point where we're like, okay, now we have a resolution. It's like a constructive fight as opposed to you suck. Yeah. 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 And I like, I just want to share some of the things that I've been through since because maybe a lot of people listening to this can relate to what I'm saying. If you're, you're a guy and you maybe can relate to like your partner might be feeling the same way, I it took a lot of work for me to realise and I worked really closely with an amazing woman in, uh, in back in Perth who helped me realise my personality and the way that I process information. Counselor. Yeah. Um, and, and... It's really helped you understand yourself but also and i think the biggest because how it was like a good six months well i've seen 
you know, I've seen lots of psychologists and counsellors because what's better than investing in your own health? No, in your own mind. Yeah, that, that's what I mean, what's, your mental what's, health. What's more important than investing in yourself, in your mind? Yeah. When your mind is healthy, everything else can fall into line. And that, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's the the understanding yourself. And the biggest thing that you took away from that, which we still use today, was it's not you, it's not me, it's just the situation. It's the situation. The situation is that there's so many like ingredients and it's just a chaos at the moment and you know we'll try and sort those pieces out as much as we can but currently everybody's feeling like this it's nobody in particular's fault there's no pointing fingers the situation is it's fucking nuts yeah yeah and i i think when you there's often there's statements that you will say about that actually before i go into that i want to finish what i was going to say around when I saw her, she helped me understand that I was actually quite angry and I never before had identified myself as angry. I was the sort of guy, was, no, everything's good. I'm stoked. I'm a happy guy. I'm so positive. Sure, no problem, bad. No, sure, no problem. I'll get that sorted. Don't yeah. worry about it. I'm fine. Um, and so I would always just be super optimistic about it and I'd push this pain down. You know, um, you, hey, I was you didn't even to, know that I was you hoping were to go see my friends on Friday. no. Don't do that. I'm struggling at the moment. You can't see your friends. All right. All right. Okay. Yep. Don't ask to see my friends anymore. And I was like, okay, that's okay. No worries. And I'd say that, but then I had this, and I wouldn't even know I had it. I just went, push it down. And that, there was anger being built up inside me um, until it was a- To clarify, that wasn't, no, you can't <coughs> see your friends. That was, I am struggling so yeah, yeah. hard and you can't have an totally. all-nighter. All and when it comes- so You can totally see your it friends. It wasn't about all-nighters that but, anymore but, but at that point. So, Are you going from further on? Yeah, when we had kids. Yeah, right. But even, but it was, it would some often turn into all nose. But it wouldn't even be, can I see my friends? Because you'd taken it that hard that you wouldn't even ask anymore. That's a, yeah, so I wouldn't, I got to the point where I wouldn't even ask you yeah. at all for anything because I thought it wasn't going to be okay by you and yeah. so I didn't even ask yeah and that was a real problem that's when things really started escalating because in that between first us. year I was struggling yeah. like of, of yeah. little babies and I didn't want to put any more pressure on you so I just said no nah, I'll just say no to everything and I'll just deal with but it but then baby starts sleeping then, and yeah. like I like life goes back to normal yeah. and you still yeah because and the reason is I pushed all that anger down and I didn't even know it was there yeah. And so when I went and saw this lady, she helped me realize, oh, you're angry. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, you're really angry. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not, not angry. An angry I'm person. not an angry person. I'm not angry. And, and so anyway, she said, well, you just go off, go off and do this exercise. Next time you feel something, da, 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 da. Um, and I come back the next week and I go, I'm so fucking angry. I'm angry about this. And she's not letting me do this and yep. this. And she's this and she's that. And so I went back and I had all of this stuff. Like I'd finally released it and started coming out. And it was like six months of me regurgitating all of the things that I so angry about. was angry about from the past. And this was like years later. Yeah. And now we're, now we're looking back and, and you're like, that's not even how it is anymore, you know? And so that's what happens when you don't communicate with your partner. And... I really want to encourage everyone to just sit down and go like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. Because if you don't communicate that, 
you'll start to but even like even hold on to before a lot that of though, like like we are big on journaling, and I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but like we are personally individually big on journaling. And it wasn't always, but hundred percent yeah. recommend it. To but even like in that that reflection of like how am I feeling? How am I, how am I feeling? Like you don't know how you can't communicate how you're feeling until you actually know yourself. And it's like even when you're like, oh, I just don't feel right, or I, I can just I'm snappy, or something's not right. Just like writing it all down, writing it all down is like just a way to brain dump. And I kind of see it like if you're all you've got these all these thoughts just floating around your head all the time, if you just get them out onto paper and you can see them, you actually see, it. You can actually see yeah. them visually, you can sort of like start piecing things together of like, ah, oh, I feel like that because of that and that, that. And when it's all out of your head, you're like, holy shit, that's a serious lot of feelings and then by the end of it you're like oh i'm actually feeling frustrated because of this one thing and then you come to your partner and you're like you know actually yeah. i'm i'm good i'm Not actually good with all the anger yeah and, and then but something is you know something that might work better in our team or our family is x y or z but until you have reflected on yourself and how you're feeling personally you can't come with that communication mm. but i remember when we used to have like tuesday night chats yeah. And it was like non-negotiable. That was part of our schedule. No TV. No TV. No anything. As soon as kids are in bed, we'd yeah. make a pot of tea and we'd sit down and we'd just talk about it, like the week. And that was the first time in like the whole week that we'd actually be able to say, this is what's been happening this week or that's been oh, yeah. like happening for you. Such and, a powerful tool. And it, and it was. And it was like even, okay, I remember you being like, oh, I've got things to do or, you know, like as a work business yeah. or oh, whatever. Yeah, I really have to work. Like, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's like non-negotiable. This, so this has to happen because yeah. otherwise it builds up and builds up just like all that anger and resentment or whatever. It builds up to the point where you're like, I can't connect with you because I don't even know what's going on. And would end up talking about work, would always end up talking about work because that was the big thing that was happening, mm. like in our family. And it is one of those things like when you go out to t- dinner, you end up talking about work, or you're talking about kids because they're such huge parts of your life, which is like fine because in that time, that's all you're connecting on. But then, yeah, you get to other points where you can add other interesting things in your life. Like I was just taking up horse riding, which I love. But previous to that, it was just working kids and structuring what worked for us as a team and every team is different but we just really needed to figure out what those integral parts like those non-negotiable things and it wasn't every minute of every day but just those non-negotiable times in the week that make our family wheel turn Mm. yeah yeah and i think it's also with those conversations we were able to express Things like where we're up to with the business, where we're up to with the vision. Because another thing is, it was so funny when we did the first partners group. We we do a the first thing we do when we we get into incubator level in, in the academy, and we we do a vision session. Like we we help the business owners visualize what business and life will be like in five years time, as if everything they ever hoped to to achieve in their whole life was true in five years and how does that feel how exciting is that how awesome will that be and so we do this this vivid vision this future set journal entry and we teach them how to do it um and then we had the partners group and we said so what are your vivid visions what did your partner talk to you around the five-year plan that we set out in the first level of incubator and then (laughs) like 
What's like that? More than 80% of the partners <laughs> were like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. How, so, how does that work? And one of the biggest things I said is, word of warning, make sure you talk to your partner about this. Because I have one example where uh, I, we did the, the future set journal entry and he come back and he goes, man, I'm so excited. We're going to be doing this and this and this is what we're going to do and this is all the stuff that I'm going to have. And we have both the Ferrari and no, all these things. No, it wasn't even <laughs> that. Know, it wasn't but... even that. It was just like yeah, this fantastic aligned. life, time, freedom. And it's not about, you know, that materialistic stuff. It's a, no, but, it's, it, but it is but, about connecting. Yeah, and it's like most of the guys that come into our academy are talking around, I just want time. I want time freedom. Yeah, That's I want to enjoy thing. my life. And we and once you, in our peak performance program, there's another level and you get to choose once you're a $3 million business or more, you can choose, are you ready to sell, automate, or well, part of the, the white bolt level going up is choose to sell, automate, or scale again um, because we help start, scale, and automate businesses um, or get ready for sale. So depending on where they're at in business, they decide that 90% of the guys say, I want to automate the business so it runs by itself. We've got passive income. I'm still involved. I still get amongst the team. I help them do whatever, but I don't need to be there every day. I can go see my kids at school. I can be there with my wife. We can go on lunch dates. We can have nice long walks on the beach. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. The option to choose. I said, make sure you. No, and, it, and he goes, oh, we're going to have all this stuff. And I'm like, man, that's so great. But did you talk to your partner about this? He's like, no. Nah. I'm like, I think you should. Just go and talk to her. Because I could just feel it didn't sound like. This is quite aligned with everybody. And, stuff <laughs> here. and then um, once he come back, I got a message the next day. And he's like, man, I'm, <laughs> I had the biggest fight last night with my wife. Um, she doesn't want anything I want, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So I tell that exact story in that first session. And it's just crazy yeah. to find out how many partners were told about the future set geometry. And it's a really exciting activity. Remember yeah. when we sit down, we oh, we're just like, look, hey, five years, what's the date? Five years from now? Yeah. What, like, if we've got all this, how do you feel? Is this something you want to do? Cool. But no, even, I don't want to do and that. even like, that's like something that, like, I think I brought to you, you know, years ago. It's sort of, even as a, as a nurse, it's sort of like, what are those people, you know, sitting, looking after someone when, when they are unwell or, you know, in those, last few weeks or hours you know mm-hmm. before they're passing away nobody ever says i wish i worked more and i think people understand that like they they need to push to get to their business to a point where then they can not work in, you know yeah. as much and they can enjoy life and enjoy their children and i think lots of people you know they know that about that that early years and they they want to see there's nothing that brings you more joy than watching your kids grow up Mm-hmm. And being able to spend that time then. But then when you sort of, like as a nurse, listening to these these people talking about their lives and and just what, what they did with their lives, it's sort of like, you know, I used to think, what what would I want to say, you know, like if I was passing away happily, like if you were dying, you know, old age, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's my time. What's the story that you wanted to tell of your life? What are the, the passions that, you know, you followed and the risks you took and, and all and the things you stood for? What are those really important things to you? 
And then that for me is easier to break down. It's like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Imagine I'm dying. Like I said, this, this, and this, and this. And then breaking that down into yeah. five-year parts. It's like, okay, well, this works in this corner. So yep. let's, let's work on that at the moment. And then when we do it together, like this is what you want to do and this is what I want to do. And then, okay, how does that align? And how do we make each other's five-year dreams or visions come as close to reality as possible? Or how else do we, you know, maybe that's the next five-year cycle mm. or something. But just really making sure that both of us feel fulfilled in our lives. Yeah. So yeah. there's, I think there's two parts to what you said. The first part is the deathbed story. Mm-hmm. So laying on your deathbed. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is using Stoic philosophy. Mm-hmm. I'm deeply passionate about Stoicism mm. and Stoic philosophy and reading about it and reminding myself of these ancient Roman philosophies. But part of that long term is, yes, you've made it to old age, mm. but there's another part that we have to be aware of. What happens if life gets cut short? Yeah, for sure. You, you see so many examples. I heard one example which absolutely tore my heart out where it was like someone, and you hear it, people like working their hearts out for their whole life to retire and then spend time with their wife and spend more time mm-hmm. with their kids. Mm-hmm. And then they die like a year before they retire. Yeah. But then there's the examples of like why sacrifice what you could create today just by better scheduling, better control. Yeah. And that's and, like, I, and is... so the question I ask myself is if I die tomorrow, mm-hmm. have I been living my virtues? And... Yeah. Yeah. Have I been the best man I can be? Will I be happy if I die tomorrow? And we, there's nothing stopping anyone at any level of business yeah. starting to ask themselves that question. Yeah. It's really important that people realise that it's a choice a lot of the time. And and it's so interesting because I feel like in in our relationship that like a good I don't know how many years, like four or five years or whatever it was of just hustle, hustle, grind, grind, yeah, push, yeah. push, push, push. Yeah. And like I don't know. I don't know how. I honestly don't, like don't know how we stayed together. But then to come out the other side, and it's like if someone had given us the support that we are giving others. Oh my god! Like just just that little those just those little moments of like glimpses, not only of hope but just reminders of like why are you doing this? Like you're working your butt off. But why are you doing this? I'm doing this for my family. Okay, we'll go home at four. Or, or, you know, switch off or do that meditation exercise or journaling exercise or whatever it is to switch off to then live your why. You know, yeah. it's not just your what. Do, 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 do. And we'll just grind for five years and then we'll have it good. It's like, yeah, grind, but also just put those little pieces in. Yeah. Because, like, if things do get cut short, you you were doing as much as you could with what you could without missing those huge opportunities. Yeah, the final session of Incubator is after the three months is living in peak performance. Mm. And living in peak performance isn't growing a business as fast as you can at yeah. the expense of everything. Living What's in peak performance point? is optimizing yourself, your relationships, your health, your fitness, your nutrition, optimizing those things that, actually create more energy, more alertness, and less procrastination. Yeah, what to live. You live, if you can reflect on every week and say, I lived my best life this week, even though my business isn't where I want it to be, Yeah. 
I went to the gym. I ate healthily. I saw my wife I, and I listened and I said, And that's that like bird's eye view. Like you can get so focused like, I need this, you know, like my penile needs to look like this or, you know, drive, drive, customers. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But it's like just take a step back and Zoom go, out. and go, wow, we're healthy. You know, like deep down we love each other. We've got that great kids. Yeah. Or all those super important things that our life because these things and like and that's why it's so important to remember that it's not what it looks like it's what it feels like Mm. because all that glitters isn't gold and you have to feel good like I remember saying to you and I think you'll remember this as well but just when things got really really tough like saying to you I'd rather us have no money or rather us be poor than live like this I can't I don't want to live with you like this because it was just so stressful at times and I think like do you remember that yeah like I remember the exact thing that was happening and that was that was me knowing I could be here but I was living here yeah and the problem I've had my whole life is I've lived in the future Mm -hmm. so I don't live in the present well, mm-hmm. I've learned how to, to do it better now yeah. but I live in the future which means that oh we're gonna have this we're gonna have that and that's where I get excited yeah it's but exciting then, to dream but through stoicism journaling Bring and back. bringing it back to the present after you said that I said well if life is just the reason I felt disappointed in myself was I knew I could be here or I had this month once that was this good yeah. and I'm not hitting that every single month or I haven't got a new PB or a personal best every month. And it's like when I had that sort of attitude in business, business isn't like that. You can't keep having PB after PB after PB. The problem with that, if I'm if I'm thinking that I want to beat my PB, so many stresses come into like me trying to achieve that. If I zoom out and go, well, if I can ha- have this much income for the rest of my life, live in this house, have be there for my kids and live healthily. It's all you need. I'll I'll be happy. And as soon as I made that decision that I'll be happy with what we've got today, forever, and saw as everything else is a bonus, then that was the absolute game changer. And I feel like everyone, as tough it is right now, like you might be just be starting business, you might be struggling financially, you might be having all these situations. If we can just attach onto the things that are constant. That gratitude of even just being, and it, it is that gratitude. And it's not like, it's not saying that those hard times aren't hard, but it's, it's trying to hold on to, those little pieces that are stable, you yeah. know, and, and that, that are okay because it is, I don't know, it, it is really hard when you're in that that hole of feeling like, you know, like we are not okay. It, I mean, it, it's reaching out and that's it's reaching out that's so important because when you are in that hole, like being in that hole by yourself mm. is a lot worse than, going like oh shit this actually there's other people in this hole and you know together we we can work out a way to come out of it yeah. and and sharing your experiences and and reaching out to to programs like this like it's 
we're all in it together and we all want the same things, which is that love and connection and, you know, just that freedom to have that time to go and live our lives. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I think I cut you off. No. Is that what you're going to say? What's that time, babe? We've got a babysitter. Oh, we've got a babysitter. We better get back and... um, (laughs) What do you do on your date night? Yeah. We went out for dinner uh, and then we we were planning to do this. I'm excited that we were able to finally kick it off. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Happy happy anniversary. And uh, love you. Love you. And I'm... I'm really looking forward to being more vulnerable and open with the our listeners. Yep. Um, I'm really looking forward to sharing our deep struggles and stories of challenge. Um, I really want to show that how difficult it can be. I want you all that are listening to know that it is hard. It can. It still can be hard for us. There's times where Things come left field and slap us on the side of the face unexpectedly and we have to learn how to adapt and change and work together and be communicating openly with one another in those tough times. Life is ever evolving. Yep. And as you do, you might be a sole trader right now, business. Obviously, you're wearing every single hat. But as you grow, you've got a team you can lean on. And the better you get at leaning on your amazing team, and hopefully you've learned how to hire amazing team members, you can... And the team includes your family and your wife and your partner, um, its friends, and it's and it's the support groups like what we've created and other and other programs out there. If you with one of those, like we just want to know you're getting supported, um, and we want to know that you are living your best life every every week. And just like that, though, like you're trying to work towards your best life every week, and. Sometimes it's out of control and sometimes you don't even know why you're stressed. But it's okay. The more tools that you learn to come back, like journaling for me is a big one. Going for a swim is a big one for me. Meditation, exercise, exercise getting enough sleep. It's, it's all those like foundations of life yeah. that, that set you up for the next part mm-hmm. that you're doing. And, and when you start cutting into those things, that, you know, that stress feels more real yeah. and, and, and heavier. Yeah. So, yeah, just making connections, being open and, and honest with yourself and your partner and the community. Just so, you know, like a, a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. So just off offload and share. And by being vulnerable, you're helping other people, you know, share their story as well. And I think that's what this whole thing is about. When you get to a, a point in life, you know, so many people say, oh, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? It's like, oh, I'd love to set up this or I'd love to help people doing that. I'm like, I feel like this is our thing. We certainly don't have all the money in the world. But exactly, we're at a point where it's like we're good. We, we are good and we want to be able to to give back. Mm-hmm. And and this is it. If we can help people in, with our experiences, then, like, what do you want to know? We're, we're open. Yeah. Actually, if you are listening to this on any platform, uh, if you head over to the Facebook page or YouTube or wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening on the podcast, head over to one of those social channels and just let us know in the chat below the comments what are some of the things that you're looking forward to hearing more about. We're going to be fully open 
vulnerable, share our family stories, share our struggles. We want you to know, and we're going to share as many tips um, and ideas as possible to help you get through whatever challenges within your family as it is. Um, when it comes to business, like there's so much to business. We've got a whole academy for that. If you want to go check that out, go and look for Trady Success Academy, Electrician Success Academy. Um, and we're here to support you and your families and looking forward to learning more about you and talking more. Yeah, always. Thanks for the chat. Bye. See you. See you, everyone. <laughs>